Well, good morning, y'all. Y'all. See my new shirts I made for my company? Kind of cool. I'm not going to take my seatbelt off so you can see it because then I could die. Safety first, I always say. <laughs> Whatever. So, in keeping with my uh, thoughts of changing gears and trying to stay, you know, at a higher elevation, you know, of looking at the big picture or whatever, instead of the day-to-day -day shit, which, you know, no matter who you're listening to, it's like, it's happening now. I can't believe they did it today. This will mark the end of society. OPEC did this, and today the world changed. And then, you know, nothing has really changed other than, you know, in the background, shit's changing. We don't see it as plebes on the ground, but, you know, shit is changing. I will give them that. But the headlines, you know, the copy is written to where, it, you know, almost a form of clickbait or for, you know, fear, porn, economics, fanatic porn, prepper porn. And, you know, you watch it because you kind of have to. You know, you can look at the writing on the wall, like in the scriptures, and go, well, that's just graffiti. Or you can go, I know, I think that really says something. You know. So I don't know. The bigger picture, though, is that, you know, things are still changing. And now everybody's talking about, you know, the whole uh, Russia-Ukraine thing more. Because they, you know, finalized all the, uh, the agreements of the referenda. And so, you know, the, what is it, Institute of War or something... Which is, you know, I think Newland's little think tank, and she's a warmongering fucking or. Um, and some of the EU statements and stuff, it's like Russia continues to lose land. Well, first of all, let's think about that. Russia took it all, so if they, you know, if they take a a, a mile and then they recapture an inch, so what? I think it's like a grand opening, you know, like you see a company, like they just built like a, a jack-in-the-box and a, a uh, Burger King where I live. And then, you know, it was paved and open and the signs that are not open, but, you know, paved and all the pavement and the striping and everything. And you look in the windows, you know, from afar because they had their big construction fence up around there. You go, wow, they got all their seats in and their their big, you know, digital menus are working. And people are running around doing stuff like training and sit, such. And you're like, well, why don't they open? Well, they will. Well, why don't they do it now? You know, every day they don't open. Wendy's and McDonald's takes a little bit more of their profit as if it's a pie. You know, and, and, you know, 
they, that they won't get their peace when, when they finally open. So we get all impatient, especially, you know, the war hawks and the, the crazy mofos that bureaucrats that run our country into the ground, I might add. Um, you know, we get impatient and look at it. It's like, they took another inch. Oh, my God. You know, like, it, it's just silly. It, it, it's frustratingly silly because it becomes more of that porn, you know. It's like, oh, maybe she'll take her shirt off today. It's, it's just silly nonsense. Oh, new chip ceiling or whatever they do. What a mess. I don't know if you can see that in the rearview mirror. They're just... So back to uh, Russia slash Ukraine. Drama, saga, whatever. Russia just, you know, acquired, I don't know, something like 8, 10 million people. There's now on their payroll. You know, the, the what do they call them? The, uh, not the retirees, but the pensioners, you know. And then they're rebuilding all these, these cities that they've acquired. Even Mariupol and stuff, they're rebuilding that, building apartment complexes by the day almost that's coming out of their pocket you know the Russian Federation and and you know you sit there and go well it serves them right they blew it up no 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 Ukraine blew it up U Ukraine are ruthless assholes that have been killing the people for eight years so it's eight years of repair work so this is all happening and then we're, we're like well, you know, I'm sure even, you know, Russia probably has rumblings just like we do. Even when was, when Reagan was the president, there's always those people like, he's going to take us to war. He's a cowboy. So whatever. So in the bigger picture, you know, everybody's looking at it, It's like, well, okay, your referendum's done. Chop, chop. What are you going to do about it? And, and meanwhile, Ukraine is sitting there going, you know, they're, they're moving in their offensive for another one where they can, you know, attack inside these areas that, you know, have been acquired, ascended, whatever they call it, into Russia. Which to me is like saying, well, we're going to move on St. Petersburg. And there's, you know, we rushed the border because nobody was paying attention, like who would run across some country's border. Well, except, you know, Mexico and America, but who in their right mind would. And so they, you know, they surprise them, jump in, you know, like if we just jumped across Mexico's border overnight and moved the fence, you know, a mile. Wow. That's a, That's an attack on a sovereign country, which is what they're doing to us. But we're not talking about that. But I mean, if we did that, if we went into Canada or Canada came into, you know, one of the Dakotas or North Dakota or, you know, New, upper New York. And, and acquired Syracuse. We'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and well, we don't we don't recognize your constitution. We don't we don't recognize that two hundred year agreement. You know, year old agreement that you know when you bought this from England after you went to war and unjustly stole it. Oh, so now you want it back? You know, two hundred years later, and this thing with Ukraine's been going on for hundreds of years also. So. 
You know, do they, does Ukraine really own St. Petersburg? Well, it depends, you know, just like Palestine and Israel, you know. God gave it to them thousands of years ago, and then they took it back thousands of years ago, and then now back and forth. Oh, Jesus Christ. More trucks, more equipment, more supplies, more resources, more taxes. But hey, it's a nice road. Not like we couldn't take care of it as a state. Probably do a better job. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting way off track here. You know, I, I'm, Russia is in a holding pattern. They're waiting for their grand opening. And so all the referenda have been signed. It's all done. It's done and done. So why don't they do something? Ukraine's about to kick your ass. <laughs> and they're like, you know, let McDonald's have another cell. We don't care. We're not having our grand opening until everything is ready and in place and everyone is trained to, to flip whoppers the right way. And we, as impetuous people standing on the outside, are going, well, what the hell's the holdup? Come on, damn it. Why? Why? What? What? When? When? So I think we're going to see when uh, Russia just turns on their open sciences for now Russia. It'll be a whole different thing, and, and, and Putin's going to be talking about that. You know, the basically the annexation of all this and how it's going to work. And I'm pretty sure he's talking about the SMO or the special military operation. It's going to become something different because, see, I'm, I'm pretty sure the special military operation is still in effect as far as denazifying Ukraine. And just because they annexed a bunch that, you know, that they needed to do because they were getting slaughtered by the Ukrainian armed forces because they're dicks. And that's why Putin wants to denazify them. They'll, uh, you know, they, they might keep that in effect in parts of Ukraine. But, uh. As far as the new territory annexed into uh, Russia, I'm pretty sure if they go in there and start trying to attack Donetsk, you know, Kharkov, or all these places that I can barely pronounce, these four new regions, not cities, regions, then Russia will act just as badass as they would if they tried to invade St. Petersburg. Which, you know, the Nazis did try to invade St. Petersburg years ago, like during World War One and Two, and, and Russia literally kicked their ass. Russia lost 20 million soldiers in that battle. Russia actually won World War Two for us. We just sat back and drank coffee and went, good job. Now we're going to create NATO and dick with you. We don't like you really that much. And you kind of scared us by how committed you were to winning this I don't know we're more capitulators on this kind of thing we'd have rather worn them down with diplomatic bullshit blah 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 until they just surrendered and went we're done stop talking kind of like how uh, you know, wives win arguments not being chauvinistic husbands don't do that we're just like whatever your wife will just talk and talk and talk until we're just like you know what I don't really know what you're talking about anymore. 
I'm done. You're right. Leave me alone. So, anyway, I'm pretty sure that when they start doing this, because it's, it's almost like everybody in NATO and the Pentagon forgot that Russia has an Air Force and the Navy, but I don't know if that would come into play. So, I look at it like, you know, they're trying to, you know, the Ukraine military is trying to move all these forces in and get ready. They're trying to push Russia because right now it's all soggy and yucky and they want to bog down Russia's tanks and their soldiers while they wear them down and take more land. Ooh. And Russia's like, well, do whatever you want. But once we flip on the open sign, we will just launch our air forces and destroy whatever you've built up along there. We will carpet bomb it from the freaking north to the south until we have a clear path to where we can protect our border. Leave us alone. We're done. Conversation is over. This side is ours, the same as the northern part of Russia is ours that separates it from Ukraine. Stay out or we will annihilate you. Emphasis on the word annihilate. Why do you think NATO after watching this for seven months, has it decided to attack Russia? They want a regime change. They want to do it covertly and sneaky little bitches that they are. NATO has said, we don't want a war with Russia. Not because they don't want it. Because they would love to. They're warmongers. They love war. They know they will get their asses handed to them. Their dead asses handed to them. Anyone with a fucking brain cell still firing knows that. But hey, Ukraine, if we throw enough money at that, we might have a regime change in Russia where we can just chop it up into little sections and districts and strip mine it and sell all their people to be slaves. <laughs> Which is exactly what they want to do. And they pretty much have... Wanted to do that for a long time and did it a few times until Russia woke up and went, Hey, why are you raping me while I sleep? So what's going to happen? Is that when Russia turns on the open sign, they will pretty much take their iron fist and destroy everything along that border that's screwing with them. And say, start looking at this line. The same as you do that one up north by Kiev. Or we'll just turn all of Ukraine into a lifeless farming community where all your Ukrainian people will be dead. We don't want to do that. And that's why we've been so damn nice that you've you turned that against us. Like, look how weak Russia is. Russia could do this. They obviously can't do that because or they would have. No. Russia never wanted to invade and take over Ukraine. They just wanted to, one, denazify it, and one, make their people that are Russian-speaking, ethnic Russian people that live there and were supposed to be left the fuck alone since 2014. They're just like, we're, we're done. We, we now have to. Putin was Ukraine's greatest ally. Every time... Those four regions wanted Russia to come in and support them and, and kind of like beam them up. 
Putin said, no, we got to respect Ukraine's sovereignty. We need to get them to sign on to these agreements and follow them. So in, in the you know, eight years of wait and see, Ukraine did nothing other than kill more uh, Ukrainian people that were supposed to be sovereign and left alone. Kind of like, you know, America, you know, shelling parts of Arizona and California because we just let the Hispanics in and they don't like them anymore. Even the ones that came here, you know, during the Treaty of Guadalupe, we just don't care. We're just killing them. Why? Because they're Mexicans. They speak a funny language. I'm not really a big fan of chimichangas, actually, and that red sauce just upsets my stomach. We're going to blow them up. That was Zelensky and Ukraine. How they treated the Russian people. They tormented their children in school. They, they lived in fear. All those schools that got bombed. Yeah, that was Ukraine bombing schools. Bombing playgrounds. Bombing kindergartens. Why? Because they're, they're just satanic dicks. But hey, your tax dollars are funding Satan. You know, you want to talk about the mark of the beast? How about our credit card that we gave Ukraine that just can continue to buy weapons and destroy human life? They don't care about Ukraine's. In fact, they want Russia to just kill them all. That's just less people they have to kill when they do their new world order or whatever. So we as Americans, and depending on how you feel about this, maybe even you as an American, are on the wrong side of history. Just flat out, just do a little bit of reading and you'll see that this started eight years ago. We don't have to go back, you know, two, three hundred years, five hundred years thousand years however long Russia's been Russia so you just got to go back you know eight years 2014 when uh, they had their little fake election and put Zelensky in there you know a little puppet it just started killing people indiscriminately well, they were discriminated about it. You know, are you Russian? Yeah. Do you speak Russian? Yeah. Why are you here? Well, because we have an agreement. You're going to leave us alone. Oh, okay. Shoot them, boys. So enough of that. That's what I'm thinking. So I guess I could boil it down and maybe even edit it out to say Russia is in a grand opening pattern. And when they flip on the open sign, everything will change overnight. Because Russia will no longer put up with the bullshit and the tormenting and the little sniping that's been going on. Because now it belongs to Russia. Just like Alaska belongs to America. If Russia started attacking Alaska, what the fuck? You know, we had an agreement. But now we want it back. We would just go to war. And that's how Russia's going to look at Ukraine and these, er these territories or areas that have been annexed into Russia now. Just like we annexed Alaska and Hawaii. It's different words, territory versus, you know, whatever. But it's, it's, uh, it's all, I, I'm sure you can figure it out, all right? So I'm done with that. Let's, let's segue into... Something way more important because, you know, speaking of all this fear porn, and, and I guess uh, religious people do it too. You know, and you're like, Mark, what do you mean religious people? We're not into porn. 
Yeah, you kind of are. Because I've been hearing that the end is nigh since before I was born. And every time something happened, that's it. This is it. This is the end. Armageddon. It's on it's tomorrow. The same the same things that we didn't have YouTube back then and we didn't have these copyright people that just would write these things. I can't believe that Germany did it. Jesus is coming tomorrow. Just look at what Hitler did yesterday. We're all doomed. You know, we had guys rocking around with sandwich signs like in all the movies. The end is nigh. Repent, sinners. That was their copyright back then. But now you can reach out and touch a lot of people. So let me ask you, what does that mean if you're a religious thinking person? Because from what I hear, 70-80% of humans in America are Christian. They believe in the Bible. We won't, you know, just break them up into subcategories. That's that's a job for governments. But they, they read the Bible. They believe the Bible. They live and swear by the Bible. They live and die by the Bible. The Bible is the infinite end-all, be-all to, to the, their life cycle. And that that is 80% or more of people in America. I don't care about the rest of the world right now. So my question is, how is it so fractured? You know, I can read the Bible. You can read the Bible. We can take one story out of the Bible. Let's not cherry pick. Let's just take like a whole story from beginning to end. So there's all the context is there. And you could start a church built on that completely different than the church I built on it. Because what I believe Jesus meant was not what you believe Jesus meant because you're wrong. You didn't study the, the ancient ensign writing from the Dead Sea Scrolls in the book of Enoch. No, I just read it in Hebrew because that was the people who wrote it. Ah, yeah, but you know what? There's a theory about that. Ah, we don't really know. So anyway, you're going to hell and I am not. So we are entering the Jubilee, the 70th anniversary of the Jubilee. And according to the calendars and the words and the, the, the meanings of Jubilee and and this year's jubilee, or the, this next seven years, I guess, or whatever it is, seven times 70, or se- whatever it is, like it like, ends up being 50 years or some cycle. And I'm not an expert, because why? I could be an expert and I can talk to my, my brother or friends that are religious or family members that are we're all different religions all over the map. And they go, no, Mark, that's not what it means. Oh, are you preparing for the Jubilee? No. You you got it all wrong. That's not what it meant. You know, they used to do that in Jerusalem and then all the all the slaves would return to their families and they'd forgive all debts and all that. They quit doing that. It was just a thing. It was like 4th of July. And once America doesn't exist, there'll be no more 4th of July. I mean, it'll exist on a calendar, Mark, but we won't shoot up fireworks and stuff. Don't read too much into it. My brother's in a, a, a pastor at some other fake church, and he says, "Don't worry about it." But the Bible, the 
Bible. It talks about it, and no matter which one you read, they talk about it. 70, 70 times 70 or whatever it is. It's, this could be the day of the Lord starting this Jubilee cycle, which is you know, October 5th. So by the time this is published and out there, that will have come and gone. And that's why I'm doing it today. So if it's the uh, three or four days go by, the Jubilee will have come and started. And according to all the prophecies in the Bible and whatever, depending on how you interpret them, um, will have come to pass. And so aren't things supposed to be happening? Now, you could talk to other people and they go, oh, yeah, Mark, but really what it is, it just signifies the beginning of the Jubilee. It's not the whole Jubilee because the whole Jubilee takes time, 50 years or whatever, 49 plus 1. Because 7 times 7 is 49 plus 1 is the Passover year or whatever, kind of like Sunday. So it's 50, every 50 years. So we got 50 years before this shit can hit the van. Oh, says who? Well, my brother, Bob, who's a minister. He's a rabbi. He's a, a Sikh, a cleric, an imam. Which means that nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about. And it's just another indicator. It's, it's another time stamp. It's another thing on a, a thousands of year timeline that happened and then everybody put purpose to what that would be and then we say, well, no. I mean, because like when the Jews returned and what was it in 79 when we gave them back their land or they became a nation or whatever, depending on how you read that happened. So that was a timeline on a map. And and you can point to it. You know, scriptures talked about it, and there it is. Now, if you wanted to apply a, a timeline, you know, the Jubilee things and all that, then, you know, what does that mean? I have no idea. My point is, it's like, this is the start of the Jubilee, the 70th anniversary. Those are power words in the Bible. Supposed to mean something. So we'll see. You know, this thing going on in Russia and annexing their land, is that the people returning home? I don't know. Is there more to this Russia-Ukraine thing than meets the eye? I don't know. Will our financial economy collapse? I don't know. Will all the the porn pushers in economics and social media and warmongers and money changers or whatever are they going to you know create headlines that scare the fuck out of everybody? Oh, I'm pretty sure of that. But really, what does it all mean? So before I get to where I'm going, I can kind of wrap it up. I, I think, you know, if you believe in God, 
And whatever scriptures you choose to read, interpret them any way you want. He pretty much always made it clear that he'll, he'll, he'll show up when he does. And it's none of your business. It's none of my business. It's nobody's business. Shut up. And that's pretty much a given, you know. And if you want to read more into it, then you can put a timeline on it. And you can say, well, this is the Jubilee, the 70th anniversary. Oh, my, Jesus is coming. And then we can extrapolate that out to mean, well, then there'll be a false messiah. Ooh, that could be Biden. Ooh, that could be Putin. Ooh, Putin's the king of the north. And Biden's the, the king of the south. Because that was all like part of that mystery Babylon bullshit that went on a few years ago. Turned out to be a bunch of hype also. But you can extrapolate that out, see? Because like uh, the 49th president or whatever it was that was supposed to be the king of the north or the south, which was supposed to be Donald Trump. And that made Putin the bad guy. But yeah, a lot of diehard Trumpers think that Trump's still the president. So maybe he'll march back in and start the clock again. This will be his, his second term. But really, he's president right now. That's white hat QAnon bullshit theory. And you can live the next five years in that construct you created about what the fuck. The WTF construct. And then somebody will get on media and some other social influencers of the day in the next five, ten years. And they'll go, no, what really happened was this. I read the Bible and I got a special memo from God. And really what's going to happen is this. And then we will all flock around that and freak the fuck out. You know, 2008, there was an economic collapse. Housing markets crashed. I'm still here. You're still here. Jesus didn't show up. But I'm sure there were the speculators talking about the end times and the weapon of iniquity from Russia, the super EMP. We'll all die. Of course, we were going to all die, you know, back in all the other great recessions and depressions. But yeah, here we still are. So, Mark, what the fuck are you talking about? And what does this all mean? Well, what it means is we're all living our life in a state of fear, propaganda, anxiety. We are really in a prison planet. The prison that we're in are the ones that we create in our own mind. We read this stuff. We fear this stuff. We live according to this stuff. And we try to be or not be because of this stuff. Which probably really pisses God off because he doesn't really want you being of the world. Just be here. Here you are. Be in the moment. Such an 80s phrase or 90s. Be in the moment. What's that mean? I don't know. God told me. Now that this is the Jubilee, should help us realize that maybe whoever we've been listening to talking about this was... I'm not going to say they were wrong because their math all adds up. So it maybe literally, according to the scriptures, is 
the day of the Lord's, you know, the second coming, the then who was the false prophet? I don't know. Or false messiah? I don't know. Maybe we read that wrong. Yeah, maybe we did. Live your life. Base your decisions on what are real. Right now. Do you think it's right to just continue to throw money at Ukraine to kill not only Ukrainians by the thousands but also Russians, just because some greasy old freaking asshat in Washington said it's the right thing to do. Put on your your Uncle Sam hat and let's go march into it. Yo we yo yo we yo. You know, if you think that's right, then great. It's your tax dollars. If you think it's wrong, then don't sit there and. Celebrate wins or losses. I, for one, don't like paying for abortions, and I don't like paying for death and murder. I didn't like it during Afghanistan and Baghdad when we were blowing all that shit up. Libya. I mean, you can go down a list. I mean, it was like 10, 15 mindless little wars that I had to buy a map to figure out where they were and then take cheat sheets so I knew which one was Baghdad Bob and get the deck of cards so I knew who was worth what. All to do what? Take your money. And and they, they packaged it because they are pretty good at marketing to where as they were taking your money they were actually buying a gift for you. Oh, okay dear. How much money? Here's my credit card. And meanwhile... Your soul, what you support with your out loud voice, because we don't support abortion, really. Some do. They don't care if you like it or not. Fuck you, we're taking your money. So you don't really get a say, but you can at least verbalize when you're talking to your friends. Like, you know, what do you think about this Ukraine thing? It's like, I think it's a travesty. People are dying with our money. If we stopped sending money to Ukraine, it would be over and people wouldn't be dying. It's like, yeah, but don't you see my Uncle Sam hat? Yeah, I do. Well, we have to. We got to. There's, there's no other way around it. Says who? Says the political leaders. The guy that controls my uh, wardrobe. He said, put this on. I got my Uncle Sam hat and suit on. It's all red, white, and blue. It looks like a flag. So, you know, live your life as if God one day will ask you to justify the words that came out of your mouth. Not your money because it was stolen from you. Somebody steals your money and then goes out and buys a gun and kills somebody. That's not your fault. But if you, you know, find out you were robbed, which we are being robbed. Then you go, well, you know what? I, I, I don't really feel that bad about it because that guy that shot that other guy I kind of agree that that guy needed to be shot oh now you're kind of a part of that crime and there's big words I could use but I can't think of any of them it's like you know being complacent or complicit I guess it's complicit you know you're you're actually a, a you know part of the crime legally they would arrest you for that 
So we're being robbed. That's cool. Nothing we can do about it because we have no control over our government, which is also another fucking crime. But anyway, and then they're taking our money and they're giving it to countries to kill other humans, which could have been resolved through a peace deal. But, you know, our leaders got involved in that and said, no, no, we need to spend way more money because I'm not done grafting a fortune off of the American tax dollars again. So you don't have to be part of it by sitting there going, Russia bad, Ukraine good. Russia good, Ukraine bad. Just shut the fuck up. And if you want to get involved, then do some research and find out what does that mean? Do you feel good about your tax dollars being stolen from you? One, and given to a country that is in a, in a war that could have been resolved six fucking months ago and, and and so therefore you're looking at it like your kid it's like i told you not to do it and now you went and, and caused the problem that i get to pay for again i'm sorry dad no you're not stop being a dumbass i'm not giving you any more money in this story you need to you need to become aware because see as they as they lie to you or misconstrue what they think are facts to you, then what is really happening? Well, you're, you're living your life in accordance to a construct that others that you've allowed others to create for you. They take your money. You can't afford to send your kids to college or have a good life because taxes took your money. But they have it's for Ukraine. You know, they, they screwed up things so much with the universities by funding them that now your kid can't even afford to go to school unless you're a millionaire. Well, yeah, but that's okay. Our lifestyle in America has been decimated. The middle class is no longer existent almost. We're barely hanging on. Why? Well, because we're at war with Ukraine. We were at war with Afghanistan and Baghdad. And wherever that is. Oh, Iraq, yeah. And then we went into some place and killed Gaddafi. I don't know why, but I heard Hillary talk about it. Sounds cool. And so the middle class is now destroyed. That's you. Unless you're a millionaire. And I doubt if you're a millionaire, you're listening to this fucking podcast. So we are allowing this to happen in our name. Will we, will we settle for the construct given to us by false prophets and false teachings that this is the Jubilee? And now it's the day of Christ. Doesn't matter what you do. Christ is coming. Yeah, maybe. Doesn't absolve you from being a fuck up. So, once again, we have to look at our lives. I have to look within me. And then I try to talk about it, but see, it's, it's complex. You know, what goes on in this head is a fucking nightmare, bunch of web connected garbage. And I try to, to share it. And say, hey, maybe you do a better job of, you know, crawling around in your head and figuring things out than I have. But I'm pretty sure, you know, I think Russia has done nothing bad. So therefore, I support them. I don't send them money. I'm not in the, you know, Putin fan club where I pay dues. But it seems like we're all in the Zelensky fan club and we pay dues whether we want to or not. 
And because there's nothing we can do about it, at least choose your words more wisely. Because when the majority of people are all saying the same thing, it gives credence to what the, the thieves are doing. If everybody in your family's rallying around the people cleaning your house out and helping them pack up your shit that they're stealing from you, then they're part of the fucking problem. So we all need to start going, no, I don't support it. Well, then do you like Russia? No, I don't even give a fuck about Russia actually either. But see, they got the narrative set to where you're either for Putin, you're a Putin stooge, or you're a patriot because you like Ukraine. You got your hat on, see? You can't wear that hat if you, if you agree with maybe what Russia is trying to do. Now, then you got to take that hat off and you got to put on a, a fur cap that says Russia on it. It's fucking mindless. So if we're in the days of Jesus or the second coming or the day of Christ, then we are. I don't know. I didn't get a memo or an invite, so I don't know. All I can do is live my life a little better to where when it happens or whatever, I can look into my soul and go, I didn't support that. I like this. I was waiting for. I'm appreciative of. Or you can look inside of your head and go, geez, what a fuck up I am. Oh, what a goose I am. All right, so I, 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 I had what I wanted to say, which turned into what I actually said. So I'm sorry if none of this makes sense to anybody. And you're like, Mark, once again, you went so off the rails. I couldn't even see where you were heading. But thanks. We need to stop being sheep, whether it's politically or by wars or by religion or because we buy into something some new preacher tells you and you just think that feels really good. So must be true. God spoke to me. And meanwhile, you're not living your life. You're living their version of what they say your life should be. So I'm just saying stop being consumed by the bullshit. Live your life. Be good. Try to do what you've taught, been taught, and feel is the right thing to do. And if you feel that killing Ukrainians in the sake of Uncle Sam, you might want to reconsider your decision-making paradigm. So I love you all. Take care. Bye-bye. We've made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no further. That's just my game.